بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. We find a a beautiful du'a in Surah Al-Hashr, and Allah tells us about this du'a immediately after He describes how incredible the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam how incredible they were. So Allah describes the muhajirin as people who sacrificed basically everything they had in this life. They left their homes behind, they left their wealth behind to migrate to Medina for the sake of Allah. They were seeking Allah's pleasure. يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا وَيَنْصُرُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولًا أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ So Allah starts with the muhajireen and this is the pattern that you find in the Qur'an. Allah mentions the muhajireen first and then the ansar afterwards. You find that in Surah Tawbah, you also find that here for example. So Allah praises the muhajireen and the sacrifices they made for the cause of Islam. And then regarding the Ansar, Allah praises them for their sacrifices as it relates to welcoming the Muhajireen with open arms. And then in the, the ayah after that, Allah describes, uh, Allah gives us a recipe for success in a specific dua. And there's a lot that we can take from this, especially now given the fact that we're on, you know, we're on the doorstep of Ramadan. After Allah praises the Muhajireen, after Allah praises the Ansar, then Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And those who come after them, regarding those who come after them, they make this dua. وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا So again, you find this time and time again in our vast and rich tradition. Step one is to look internally. Step one is to look inside. That's far more difficult than looking outside. No one needs any qualifications to be an armchair critic as the saying goes. Anyone can do that. Anyone can point the finger. Anyone can be the Monday morning quarterback. That's the easy part. The hard part is actually being the quarterback, right? Actually being in the trenches, making decisions and trying to make moves for the sake of Allah. Allah says those who come after them, they make this dua. They, first, they ask Allah to forgive themselves. رَبَّنَا لَنَا Our Lord, forgive us and our brethren and our brothers who came before us, right? وَالَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ iman. And then this part is key, especially as it relates to Ramadan, and I'll explain very briefly why in a moment. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And don't place any rancor, any enmity, any hatred in our hearts towards other people who have iman. Why do I mention this? Because we see this pattern every year. We hope it gets better, but if it gets better, Allah doesn't change a people until... And unless they change themselves, for better or for worse. So if there are challenges and we want them to improve, we have to put in the work. If things are going good, then hopefully they continue to go good, unless we change things for the worse, basically. So what Allah is teaching us in that ayah is to take initiative to try to make improvements as best we can, and then Allah will help us along the way. Why do I mention this in connection with Ramadan? Because you may have, for example, you may have one community who's very, they're very strict about only going with local moon sighting. For example, so if, let's say one community, they do that. And, you know, the, the, the people in their community who do it every year, they're experts, they have a ton of experience, they know where to go, they know how to do it, they're, they're very well seasoned. Let's say they go to where they usually go, whichever hillside or mountaintop or whatever, and it's extremely cloudy that day, and they don't see it. Right? So let's say that community, they decide that, okay, we're, we're, that's what we're going with, and that's how we've been doing things for X number of years, that's what we're going to go with. So they decide that, okay, we're, we're not starting yet, we're going to hang tight. 
And let's say there's another community down the street. There's another community within that county, that city, whatever. And let's say they're okay with national moon sightings. So let's say, you know, word breaks out and everyone sees pictures and whatever that maybe one or two states away, right? The moon was clearly visibly seen. And let's say that community, they're okay with that. The point is, one community may start Ramadan on one day. The other community, they may start Ramadan on another day. The idea is, right, to live and let live, to respect ourselves and to respect other people as well. I mentioned that on a practical level because if someone typically goes to community A and then they go to visit family, I know it's COVID, but just go with the example. They go to visit family who typically goes to community B on the other side of town or however far away. And while they're there, they go to that masjid and then they realize, oh, you know, they have a different day. They're one day off. I need to go and correct the imam. I need to go and correct this person and that person and slow down, slow down to, to be practically respectful they got to that conclusion somehow that's their choice that's up to them right the idea is naturally there are going to be different opinions as it relates to a lot of different things the idea is okay chances are this opinion is coming from somewhere reasonable somewhere legitimate we have a huge tradition with many opinions on many different things the idea is to live and let live to be respectful and courteous towards other people. If you go to another community, maybe they pray with a little bit differently than how you grew up with. That's okay. That's coming from somewhere, right? So instead of going and causing this whole fiasco to be practically respectful, to respect these differences, and before going and doing that, to go and look into it once, twice, thrice, then to look into it again, then again, then again, and then to let it marinate for a year or two, and then to think about it for another year or two, and then to revisit just the idea, should I say something or should I not? Right, so the idea is to be respectful, to be courteous, and to if we have questions, that's good, but to turn those questions into answers, not to turn those questions into arguments. So we ask Allah to protect us from moon fighting, and we ask Allah for moon sighting. We ask Allah to keep. How does Sahaba all conclude with this? How does Sahaba radiallahu anhum? How did they navigate when the Prophet told them clearly, clear as day, do not pray asr except in Banu Quraidah? It's clear, but you still had two understandings of that clear statement. One group of Sahaba took it literally, one group, they understood it figuratively. And when the Prophet got there, the Prophet, he accepted both. But you notice something, they didn't bicker with each other, they didn't fight with each other, they respected the other opinion. They, were, they had their understanding, whichever side that was, but they were still courteous to the other and the Prophet approved both. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to accept this dua from us. Here and now, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَأُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْع